said ready body. I did. My body. Ready body. Oh, you did say it. Yeah, because I'm on the body system. Ooh. Venturas or like yeah, I have yeah. them on the body system. Do you remember the bot the the body system from uh, Heavyweights, the movie Heavyweights? Oh yes, I just watched that like earlier this year. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, yeah. I have I, it. I, just, I have it on DVD. I have to have. I was it. going through Disney yeah. Plus, just like what should I watch? It's on there because I because Fo I think it's a Fox movie. Actually, it might have been a Disney movie originally. Who cares? But uh, I, I was surprised at how little. Um, exploitative it was on fat kids yeah like it didn't poke fun at them well ben stiller did but that was his character but like yeah the overall tone didn't uh alienate or uh or uh poke fun at that uh, class of heavy kids right yeah sweet i mean you know it's maybe it's a little bit patronizing like that yeah. sort of like patting someone on the head and being like it's okay you're a person too yeah kind of yeah. thing but the character of Tony Perkis uh, and the Perkis system and everything that is <laughs> everything that goes with it is, for my money, the greatest thing Ben Stiller ever did. I mean, that character that Ben Stiller plays because he plays it many times in many movies. The angry like <laughs> guy. He's in. He's, he's dodgeball. He's the same guy. Mm. That's my only example. But um, it's he plays it real well. He's he's a, he's a, he plays it plays for quite the asshole. Wait, when did that movie You're a come negativity out? spreader, Gerald Garner. <laughs> <laughs> when did when did Dodgeball when did when did Dodgeball come out? Dodgeball was the early aughts. I want to say that was like 2005 or something, four or five. Okay, what about Heavyweights? When did Heavyweights come out? Heavyweights was like 90. ten years earlier. Heavyweights was like 95. Well, you know what doesn't matter any of those years because this is the 2020 <gasps> Tope Suicida Annual uh, uh, in the Year Awards. Uh, uh, you've been waiting for stuff. it all year. This is all the year. yeah. This is the one that you've been waiting for. We spent the whole year doing the pod, and this is the episode where we finally, finally let you guys know what we thought of the year on the whole, the Gestalt. But before all that. My name is Bo. And my name is Mike. And you're listening to... Tope Suicida! And that means it's what wrestling can be. I'm in the shithouse closet once again. Bo is in his shithouse Christmas den. Doing having, a little dance. Doing Christmas a dance day. with his uh, our two other co-hosts. Uh, of course, Ingrid and Luther. We yeah, are... Chirping to go outside, that would be the cat, and one is snoring, uh, that would be the elder Ingrid. Because Luther wants to go have that other cat conversation, that cat conversation mm -hmm. with that other little, cat. Little, little uh, cat chat. Cat, cat chat. Cat chat outside cat on chat. the stoop. <laughs> cat chat on the stoop. That's a, that's a new podcast idea, cat chat on the stoop. What's that about? I don't know. I'm not. That sounds like you've already <laughs> commissioned me to write the jingle, though, is what it is sounding like. To me, uh, everyone, we're really excited about today because we've got a bunch of awards that we want to give out uh, to the most deserving people in the pro wrestling business, a.k.a. the ones that we like the most. Yeah, and this one, we just want to get this, I want to get this out here at the top, you know, at the top of this episode. This, our lists, Mike and I's lists, are, um, we're covering the whole of 2020 wrestling. So we're, we're talking about WWE. We're talking about NWA. We're talking about New Japan. We're talking about Ring of Honor, MLW, DOA here locally, Prestige, uh, All Elite Wrestling, Pee Wee Wrestling. We're Progress, talking about everything. Shimmer, uh -huh. Stardom, like everything. All Japan. All Japan. Everything. Noah. 
We're covering everything. We're not just covering the stuff Mike and I watched. You know, we're covering everything. Yeah, because we probably watched maybe like 4% of all the wrestling that there was this year because there's so much wrestling. Uh, And we just want to let everybody know that this is a comprehensive list Mm -hmm. uh, that is perfect in every way. And we put a lot of time and effort into it. Um, Although this, it wasn't, it wasn't my first... My first list, because when I showed my first list to Bo, he told me I couldn't, uh, he disqualified it because it wasn't, he said we had to have more variety for the program, but just spoiler yeah. alert, my favorite, every, every category was won by MJF in my first ballot. Yeah. So, so when I saw that, I was like, uh, yeah. MJ, uh, what the F is this? Is what I said. Good one. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a uh, improv slap down from Mac. Whole Mike, year, whole year of this slapdown. shit. Whole year of this shit. <laughs> 2020, we're doing awards, but before we do the awards, I'm going to take one more sip of scotch, and then I got a question for you. This is a little late. Probably should have been included in the Missile Swole episode. Definitely should have been. But I'm showing it to you after I saw it myself. Which is after Missile Swole. So here you go. A little happy belated Missile Swole and uh, ring a ding ding. Happy New Year. All right. Is it shithouse? Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Let's, uh, I'm going to tell uh, the listeners before I even describe what I just saw. I, I want to tell the listeners how it pre- was presented to me via Slack on how Slack displays Twitter. So this is Diamond Dallas Page's Twitter, um, real, at RealDDP. It says, no, I didn't pay someone to do this ridiculous spread. At the Brit page, did it herself. Christmas tree emoji, set up everything. Explosion emoji. The Univamp killed it again. Uh, Christmas tree emoji, Santa Claus head emoji. I guess the Univamp, is that Brit page? Is that her gimmick? I don't, I don't, know, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, that, that's not the topic of the whole thing. The topic is the images that DDP has presented. Now, the way Twitter and Slack work is I saw the third, the third photo last. So as I scrolled up, Mike... The reveal <laughs> of <Perfect>. DDP <laughs> yeah. in the slickest <laughs> fucking Christmas outfit I have ever seen. <laughs> Let me describe this. This is a not salt and peppered. This is just a peppered, bearded, barely any hair. DDP. No, just assaulted. Just assaulted. Just salted. Yeah, salted. Assaulted. Yeah. 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 And then he's in a, a, a vest that might be like an inch too short, just like an half an inch too short, but that's fine. But it's just because it's this Christmas plaid that looks like it has like snowflakes on it, right? It looks like it's frosted like a Christmas tree. It does. Tree. It's beautiful. And then this long, luxurious, wearing it better than Cody Rhodes fucking the du- foot length. Like a duster. Duster, but bright red because it's the holidays, baby. Oh, you know what? Another thing I wanted to point out, look at the lapels. Okay, first of all, the tie matching the vest. Mm-hmm. Number one. Two, the lapels on the vest look to be velvet. Yeah. I think they're velvet. Yeah, yeah and, and if you look at his cuffs, the cuff, the black part, uh, feels velvet to me, too. Now, is that part of the coat? Yeah, I think he's so. Not wearing a, mm, I think good. it is. And he's got, look, if you look at his right hand, boy, we're really breaking this down in depth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's got real cufflinks in on his dress shirt. Look at the yeah. way his, he's got the cufflinks on. And DDP, I don't know if you know this, everyone, but he's a consummate professional. If you look at his right hand, what's he holding? He's holding a DDP yoga 
uh, uh, water jug because he's always marketing, baby. He's always marketing. Always marketing. I want you to go ahead and then uh, move on to the rest of the... Uh-oh. Well, actually, maybe that's a... Okay. Yeah, it's go, all the go. same. Look, 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 look at look. Take take a little in-depth uh, tour of the rest of the photo. All right. Well, I'm at the. I want to talk about the middle photo, because it is really displaying those beige ass ugly fucking chairs. <laughs> look at those chairs. The ones with the the chairs in the back. Yeah. Bad upholstery. Real real ugly. Look at doo doo chairs. Not good upholstery. But I don't care about that photo anymore. What I really want to focus on is all the crazy Santa Clauses in the back of the other photo. There are so many <laughs> Santas. Why are there so many Santas? There's like a Santa for like every like tradition, like every iteration of Santa. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there is there there is a representation there. Now, what I really want to focus on mm -hmm. is the the uh, the main event there on the left. What's in that silver dish? What is in there? Do you think? Is it a bird? Oh, you know what? There's Octavius. actually a there's a la there's a label there that tells oh. you what's in there. And actually, actually, I think it's pretty it's pretty shit out. We're doing some investigative reporting here, <laughs> and that you know my cocktail wiener's not far off because we have sweet meatballs in there is that what it says sweet yeah. meatballs i believe it also says gf which is gluten-free gluten-free ah. sweet meatballs. when you're on ddp yoga you know that not having to get bloated with all the gluten yeah. gluten's great for you unless you have celiac or you're uh, another type of gluten intolerance which may or may not actually exist now the, the, the last <laughs> thing i want to say <laughs> celiac is really this. bad though i don't that's really bad Sorry, go, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, 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 yeah. The last thing I want to say about this is that, I mean, all this stuff is not homemade. None of this, this is all store bought. You can tell the way it's presented. It's all just bought at Fred Meyer. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you think? I mean, okay, maybe the meatballs are up. Here's the thing, though, baby. Listen, I bet, I bet mm. the sweet meatballs were made or they were catered by some, some cool place. Yeah. And I will say that I guarantee that this stuff didn't come from Fred Meyer. It's DDP. It came from a fucking New Seasons. Yeah, definitely. And this is a whole. This is a Whole Foods New Seasons spread. Right is here. Is that crudite plate? I've seen that at Fred Meyer for sure. <laughs> well, believe it or but, not, uh, different stores will have similar things in them. Uh, like you can buy saltines. Pretty much any any store you go to. So we never, whatever one you buy, always get the salted saltines. Never get the plain saltines. No, don't get Who's the plain. The plain? Don't, my grandpa bought the plain, but not because he wanted to, because he had to, because the salt would apparently kill him, according oh, to his oh. doctor, because he had a massive heart attack in like 1986. And uh, <laughs> where's he now? He fell into the ocean. <laughs> There's salt everywhere. <laughs> So he was like, doctor was like, nah, no salt, no chocolate, no fat. You gotta, it was the 80s and stuff. So he was like, no fat, no fat, no salt. So for like the rest of his life, which was actually quite a long time. He lived to, until like two, 2000, the, the, the boating accident. What do you call those? The, the, after the aughts, the teens? Uh, I think so. Yeah. 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 So he, uh, he stuck around quite a while and then there was the horrible, he was out trying to catch a marlin <laughs> and, uh. It just, uh, it was too big. It was, it was a Jaws type situation where he had he a real, catch it, but yeah, he had a monster. Really well, actually it caught him. Yeah. He had a monster That's on the line say. and the Marlin just pew, into the sea. 
And then it was all the salt that eventually got old uh, old Ellis. But for a bit there, he was fucking jet skiing on those big old size 13s he has. You know, he oh, was yeah. water skiing, yeah. jumping some some flumes and some waves. Yeah, we thought, well, here's the thing. The impact was so great when he hit the water. Because you know how when you hit, a, hit, hit like a, the surface of the water, like if you jump mm-hmm. off a... A, a rock or a bridge or something. Oh, hopefully not a bridge. Maybe a really yeah. small bridge. When you hit the water, you get that. I'm going to go do it away from the mic, but you get that. That. You know, when your yeah. body hits. And you yeah. slap, right? You do a belly flop into a pool. It was like that, but the hardest I'd ever seen. And we all thought immediately, oh, he's dead. Okay. I, we started, mm-hmm. I started writing the obituary because I'm like sort of the writer of the family. And other people were calling, making arrangements, whatever. And then out of nowhere, he just fucking breaches like a dolphin. I saw the footage on the hand, the shoulder cam VHS in the in the teens. Yeah, my dad <laughs> kept rolling. He would never stop rolling, and that there he had a lot of problems. There was there now, definitely not the world's greatest dad, but but a pretty damn good uh, cameraman, sort of a documentarian, really. I mean, but the investigation of whether it was actually saltwater or the the buoy that he whacked into, if that's what got him. Was it the buoy or was it the salt? That's a point of contention within the town. Well, the problem was is that he um, he hit the buoy because for a while yeah. he was going. I mean, he was just like I mean, he was like I don't know. I know you don't know what I'm talking about, but he was like the fawns for a second. Right. He was hey. <laughs> he was like hey on those water skis, but he was barefoot, barefoot water. Yeah, you yeah. know, so size thirteens. Yeah. In happy days, the fawns goes uh, water skiing and he jumps over mm-hmm. a shark, and that's where the saying "jumps the shark" comes from. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm a big TV head. In his leather, in it. his leather jacket. Um, so he's like the fawns man out there, and um, we thought, oh wow, he's got it. This is gonna be great. And then he, and then he did a little bit of showboating. Then he was uh, like, oh, you thought I was dead. And guess what, motherfucker, I'm not. But when he was looking at us, he gave us a little salute. That's yeah. when he hit the buoy. Uh, and uh, I believe he dis the the autopsy later would say he dislocated um, both knees and both shoulders. So um, at that point, I believe he he then ingested a lot of salt water. Um, and well, they didn't describe in the obituary how his hands exploded, so he couldn't swim to shore because his hands exploded when he hit the buoy. Yeah, right. Well, th- yeah, hands and both hands and feet. Hands and feet both yeah. exploded. They were filled with salt, so it makes them it makes them like blow up, like balloon up when it's filled with salt. So they they were more easily explodable when he hit hit that buoy. Yeah, and the funny thing is, the autopsy said he didn't drown. It was the salt that yeah, did it. It was, it was not the, the water. It was not the water. It was they, the salt. They underlined that hard. They wanted to make that abund- abundantly clear on that obituary. Yeah. Obituary and the death the death certificate. They they underlined it, circled it, not the water. Anyway, he was uh yeah he loved white chocolate. Mike's taking a big, big drink of his bourbon here. Scotch. One p.m. <laughs> Scotch. I don't know if you heard me say one p.m., but that's what I just wheezed out. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's Sunday, <laughs> know, Bo. It's care. Sunday, for God's sake. I'm high sake. as hell. I don't have any room to talk. Oh my God. Look how red my face is because of the computer monitor. Lost nine and a half computer pounds. Monitor. Okay, get, what are we doing today? Drinking Scotch at one p.m. A lot of people drink Scotch at one okay. p.m. Howard Cosell probably drinks. No, this is the moment of the show where I go uh, go use the restroom and Mike talks to you guys and makes fun of me. No, I'm kidding. We're not doing that right now. (laughs) No, fine. If you want to go, I'll cut a promo on your ass. Go ahead, go, go. I'm kidding, Mike. I need to know something. Go pee. Yeah. What? Okay, wait. We didn't decide. I I didn't decide. Okay, the food I don't think is shit house, but it's Mm. it's the suit, and it's also what I described earlier: the presentation of me discovering the tweets, scrolling up through Slack, and finding DDP uh, at the top there. 
Uh, so yeah, I would say <clears throat> on the whole, shit house. All right. Now this one I have for you, Mike. Okay. It's very serendipitous for okay. our conversation we had this morning about uh, guitar playing and and that that stuff. Oh yeah. Okay. This was actually on my list for this episode anyway, and then I was so happy when you brought up guitar stuff. Oh, okay. So go ahead and watch this and tell me if it's shit house. All right, that's a bingo. All right, here we go. Uh, tweet from the legendary Rex Chapman. Let's see. Okay, it says, 1975, um, that time Roy Clark played Malaguena on the old, I'm sorry, on the odd couple, not the old couple. That was a different show. All right, here we go. Uh, the Odd Couple, of course, a uh, classic television show. Bo knows that, being a big, big mm-hmm. TV head. Big TV head. All right, here we go. There we go. Get it. Uh huh. Mmm. Mmm. Okay, he's just like shred with this. He got this flamenco strum going, and he's just yep. just on it. Mmm. Yeah. Fun. Woo. Mmm. Mm-hmm. Look at the get the other cast. It's great. <laughs> this is not really even tapping though that's like slapping like string slapping like a bit like i like you do with a bass or an acoustic guitar man this right hand technique is just beautiful i love flamenco guitar yeah okay so uh, is that shithouse Woo! that is so shithouse that is What's very cool. What's the most cool. shithouse about it? Maybe a sideburns? Oh, yeah. Oh, true. my God, those sideburns. Uh, his right hand, definitely. How red he turns as he's performing mm-hmm. it. Um, you know, and I think this is also pro- you know, maybe a situation where it's like, uh, it's one of those, oh, well, it's new to us kind of things. Like, I bet a lot of people watch yeah. this and we're like, I've yeah, never yeah. seen anyone play guitar like that. And it's like, well, half, yeah. you know, like a huge chunk of the world you know is like the no, white knows. man will bring yeah, you the flamenco yeah they'll bring you the flamenco <laughs> guitar yeah 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 um but it doesn't that doesn't change the fact that it is super yeah. cool and like fun it doesn't take away the talent no it's super shit and also just him playing it as opposed to like let's say if it was uh someone that didn't look like your dad's friend from work that smokes four packs a day and just like can't get a win in his you know, well, not fantasy football because that didn't exist, but but he just like loves the fucking Colts, and His they're just like league. so. Can't sh- get a win. The Colts are just like so shitty for the last like ten years. Uh, yeah, that it's definitely it's shit house for sure. I think my reasoning behind it being the most shit house is what I mentioned earlier, is that it's happening in the middle of primetime TV. Like that's happening at seven p.m. in the middle of the show. Like that's on the show. Yeah, That's almost not- <laughs> like a, it's like like it's a like a variety show or something, but it's just a sitcom. Yeah, yeah, which they love that stuff. I, I I know what you're saying though, but like on the Odd Couple or other, not the Odd Couple, but like Three's Company or other, you know, so every once in a while you'd have like on Full House the Beach Boys would show up. Uh, that that wave I just did was them showing up at the door, going "Hey!" and the, the live audience was like, "Oh." <laughs> <laughs> He's here, the Beach Boys. The old, they know Bob. Do, oh, they know Bob Saget. No, no they know, they been know on the Daily Show. <laughs> they know Uncle Jesse. Yeah. Everyone John, knows Uncle John Jesse. Stamos. Yeah, and we're gonna play Kokomo, and John Stamos is gonna do it with them, and no, everyone's gonna his hair. Everyone's gonna care. 
every single teen girl and mom in the live audience is just gonna teen, yeah no every mom every, every mom for sure all the teenagers were a, like there was not a the teenagers were not seat. watching full house man they were out they were at the fucking mall that's what they were Are doing. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm pretty I watched sure. It. I guess I was young. I was a kid, though. Yeah, yeah I was preteen. Yeah. Preteen, you know? Here we are. Oh, did you see my shirt? This is a shirt I love. Oh, let me see. So, see, so, uh -huh, uh -huh. so what's on it right now? What is it? Uh, it's an American it? football helmet, which is weird oh. for a shirt for you. Football is fake. <laughs> It's a good shirt, yeah? Yeah, it's really good. It's really good. <laughs> and Mike's wearing a Pee-wee shirt, and I think Pee-wee's face is on it. Pee-wee's face is on it, and uh, then uh, below Pee-wee, it says, that's my name, don't wear it out. It's <laughs> a good shirt. Yeah. Yeah, that was my sister. Big sister got it for me a few yeah, years I mean, back. Yeah, it was a family purchase. Pretty cool. Pretty, pretty, pretty happy. Tell me. Is it when you when family buys you clothing and it's a size too big? Is mm -hmm. that offensive? Because it offends me. Yeah, I mean, uh, sort of, but actually, I feel like it's it's um, sometimes it's even worse when it's too small because you're like, oh god, what am I? Ooh. Oh, they thought I was. <laughs> oh, ooh, but I'm. Ooh. Last time they saw me, I was smaller. Oh, oh no, my. But yeah, like they. <laughs> oh no, my butt. <laughs> my butt does not fit into these. No, it's always, pants. but it's always great when it fits perfect. That's the thing. When you put it on, it fits perfect, and then as long as it's not like something hideous, you can <laughs> you sort of you can you can smile and like. I got some Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle pajama pants from my mom and dad like four years ago. Uh huh. They fit fine in the waist, but the length. It's like an extra like foot and a half of leg. <laughs> Do you just have really short legs compared to your torso length? I don't think so. I think I'm I'm pretty uh, yeah. uh you know whatever the averages are I'm yeah. there. You're like even. See, I'm all legs. I'm like probably That's like what I 70. Say. I'm That's probably, what I've been saying to you. I'm like 70% legs, man. My torso right. is just like just compressed. I was in a weird place in my life when I met Mike, and the, the way I met him is that I, I catcalled him. I catcalled him from the street. I go, hey, Lex! <laughs> and he's like, who, me? <gasps> and then I was like, you shouldn't do that. That's really rude. And then Mike, he got me out of that, he got me out of that way of life. <laughs> it's the last catcall I ever did. Yeah, I pulled Bo, I pulled Bo out of the catcall life. Yeah. Brought him, brought him um, to the, the land of respectability. And humanity, and uh, now the that's where we live. Is when you just drive around and nondescriptly, just like, hey, Woo! look at you, not talking to anyone. No, you're just doing it like to yourself. Even just like your windows are rolled up and you're doing it. You're like <laughs> doing it. You don't at, even do, have a cool drop nah, top. No, nah, you're doing it to stop signs and stuff. <laughs> Ooh, nice red. Eight sides, <laughs> huh? Ooh, eight. Mm. Oh, we got. The end of the year awards, everyone. Our first, we have 10, 10 categories. Well, that worked out. Yeah, I think I counted them. And then we each have a choice, but also some runner-ups. And the first category is Mike and Bo's 2020 favorite matches of all 2020. Ooh, starting it off with decide, a bang. How do we decide... Who goes first? With a b -b 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 bang. I'll go first. Okay. Bug it. I just want to, uh, transparency, these are Mike's categories. He picked them. This is his show. 
And, and I'm ready. I'm ready. I love this category. <laughs> All right. Favorite match of the year. Uh, I threw down some honorable mentions. I, I, I had to mention the Firefly Funhouse, Fun the Stadium Stampede, um, and then the four matches that took place at Wrestle Kingdom at the very beginning of the year, which yeah. might be deserved to be on the list. I just can't remember because it was so long ago, and I yeah. didn't go back and watch those. Yeah, there's, a lot of these end-of-the-year lists really uh, are usually, you know, biased toward recency bias, you know? Yeah, so it's, easy to, it's easier here. to remember stuff when it happened yeah. more recently. Number three for me is Best Friends versus Santana and Ortiz in that parking lot fight mm -hmm. where Orange Cassidy popped out of the trunk. Number very good. Number two is... Walter versus Ilya Dragunov on NXT UK. I hadn't watched this match, but I watched it today. Ooh. It was the one. It was the one wrestling thing I did today, and it was beautiful. Is this the one from like earlier this year, or was it one without a crowd recently? <laughs> I mean, it was from earlier this year. I mean, like, did it have a crowd or not? It did like, not have a crowd. Okay. But you had Nigel okay. McGuinness on commentary, which was almost like having a crowd there. Uh, it was He's very good. It was awesome. And just really, I don't know, if you showed someone that and you were like, this is pro wrestling, and they didn't like it, they would not, there's no, I don't think there's any way to get them to like pro wrestling if they don't right. like that. Yeah, so... I guess this is the this is the match we'll have to show that uh, Brian Ronan the next time he comes on the show, and if this match doesn't get him, then he, he just can't. Oh, maybe he's not gonna like it. Maybe, yeah, yeah maybe, <laughs> yeah. What were your honorable mentions again? Honorable mention was Firefly Firefly. Fly, I cannot say it. Firefly Fun House Stadium Stampede, and that the final four at Wrestle Kingdom over two nights, where you had Ibushi. Um, Okada, yeah. Naito, and Jay White in kind of a four-man mini tournament for the good. for the double belts. Yeah, those are good. I remember those. And then my match of the year. What is it? You know what it is. It's FTR versus the Young Bucks. Yeah. FTR okay. versus the this Young Bucks. This is good. And the this reason why is because uh, that it edged out Walter and Dragonov for me uh, is because of that that the long building story. And I understand that Walter and Dragunov have wrestled each other for years before they got to WWE, but this was so neat. Uh, the story that was told in the ring of those two teams finally meeting and Matt's ankle being injured and then him mm -hmm. using the injured ankle to win the match with a super kick. Yeah. Uh, it was like mm, chef's kiss. It was really great. Yeah. yeah. What about you, buddy? Okay, so what I did, I just chose my top one, and then everything else is honorable mentions. I don't have top two and three. So what I'll do is I'll just go what I listed that aren't my number one. So uh, AJ and Undertaker, WrestleMania, that match. The coffin, um, the the uh, boneyard match. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and, and I like how uh, uh, the Good Brothers were there. This was the last thing they before they got fired. They were part of that WrestleMania thing, helping AJ in that video. Then they got let go. Oh, I mean, that's different than being fired, though. Eh, is it, though? Who cares? Oh, the Vince result is, is the like same. Vince. The result is the same. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Whatever, Vince. Um, and then Stadium Stampede also is on there. Cool. A Firefly Funhouse match is also on there. Mm -hmm. uh, Serena Deeb versus Thunder Rosa most recently. That match two weeks, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, for the NWA title. Mm -hmm. uh, the bunkhouse match, most recently. Yep. Uh, anytime Cody wrestles, he usually makes his opponent look great. <laughs> the Cody Darby Allen stuff, with the exception Ooh, of yeah. one one particular uh, move and finish. 
the the roll the old yeah. rollover finish. We haven't talked about that live on the show. Have yeah, we? no, no, that means really bad. But other than that, ninety nine percent of it was beautiful. It was wonderful stuff. And my number one match is another side of of, of your coin. You said FDR Young Bucks. I said the match, the big match that preceded that for the belts. Kenny and Paige versus the Young Bucks at Revolution for the titles in the first place. Okay, good pick. Which I think is one of my favorite tag team matches. I will agree with JR that I've seen in like the last five years. Yeah. That I can think of anyway. But I love that match. It was really good. I had actually kind of forgotten about that one. So I'm glad Mm -hmm. that you brought it. That was good. And let's not forget about FTR versus Paige and Omega as well. Mm -hmm. So it was like all Mm -hmm. three of those teams wrestled each other and it was all great. There's a reason why they're all top guys even though FTR thinks they're the only two top guys there's a reason all the other ones are too yeah it's a reason the other ones think they are even though they're not FTR number and one forever. that's our favorite match hey everyone what's your favorite match mm, yeah what was your favorite match of the year tweet at us hey get at us at Tope Suicida Pod at gmail.com that's how you uh, are going to email us at Tope Suicida Pod on Twitter also that on Instagram individually I'm at Mike from TV and at Mike from television on Twitter and Instagram respectively Bo is at Bo Rosser on all platforms shout us a holler down let us know what you think was the number one match of the year because we want to hear from you we want to hear we ever uh, here's what we, what we really want this is what Mike and I want for this episode in particular once we finish a category email us a new email for that category don't compile it we want an email for every category exactly yeah <laughs> That's exactly what we want. Yeah, that was quite a bit of scotch that I just put down. So we're moving on to the next one, everyone. And this one is Mike and Bo's 2020 favorite new, 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 new to us wrestlers of 2020. These are wrestlers that are new, 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 new to Mike and Bo. New, 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 new wrestlers to Mike and Bo. Not new, not new wrestlers, but new to us. New to us. I do have a top new person, and then I have a bunch of others. Okay, bring it to me. You, you go first. You... Go first. Go first. All right, all right, all right. Uh, new to me, Sheeta. Love Sheeta. Good one. I'm hoping for for some good fun feuds in 2021. Uh, the Abaddon thing is the most story we've gotten, and it's not good. <laughs> you, <laughs> so you don't like the Abaddon thing? I don't know. I'm. I'm. Uh, let's talk about Abaddon. I love Abaddon. It freaks me the fuck out, dude. That's why and I that can't makes watch me. It. it makes me so happy that it's not something yeah. stupid. Like she's. She creeps me the hell out, and I'm like, yes, this is a wrestler. I almost texted you when she won her last match on Dynamite. I almost texted you, man. I hate how much I like Abaddon's finish. <laughs> yeah, she, <laughs> Where she gets the their knees peak. and drops them on their knees. It's yeah. the widow's peak that Victoria used to use in in uh, WWE when she was wrestling Trish Stratus for the belt. It's a devastating looking move. Yeah, it was. Uh, but man, yeah, that blood and she's like dripping blood the whole time. Fucking hell. Anyway, uh, she's not on my list. Uh, but Miro is there, and I say this because he has reinvented himself. Oh, this new, is a okay. different Miro. Yeah, it is. This it is, is the Rusev you would see on Instagram. Ooh. The Rusev. Mm-hmm. whose wife uh he met his wife that oddly enough they have like the exact same personality like and it's beautiful to see that mirror come out because uh, so i, I figured <laughs> on twitter someone was talking on twitter about uh about the tank entrance that rusev had at um wrestlemania like four years ago yeah right yeah the, yeah, yeah. The wrestlemania where i think daniel bryan won everything it might have been the new year the the i think that was 30 new orleans or yeah whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. he came out with a tank yeah and they were like, is this the coolest entrance ever from, from Miro? 
And in my head, I just thought, no, the coolest thing about Miro is that Gucci sweater he was wearing. That Gucci sweater was more of a cool gimmick than that tank could ever be. <laughs> it's so, he's, he's the exact opposite of me in so okay. many ways. Like, wears extremely comfortable, but super expensive clothing, mm-hmm. right? It has very short hair. Uh, can grow hair all over his body wherever he wants. Sort of <laughs> at on, any time on command, he can do it. He is uh, like 240, 270 pounds somewhere in there of just a uh, 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 massive, crazy Bulgarian a lot of that athlete. Is his shoulders alone. Just uh, yeah, I mean, he's, uh, uh, and so it, it, it virtu- he's really good at video games. I'm terrible at video games. Is there's so many we're the polar opposites, and that's why I think we're going to be great rivals one day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's great. He's reinventing himself with Miro just being himself. Mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, I got four minutes of heat. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to leave off some local boys. Uh, I think we're gonna we're gonna try to build a friendship with those fellas here Woo! in 2021. Be your friend. Um, That's not pathetic. Because we actually <laughs> we saw them <laughs> uh, before before the great lockdown of 2020 it was one of the last the only local thing we've seen. It was hot. Before it all shut down. It was great. Um, Brian Pillman Jr. Yep. Known about him for a few years, but this is in, in earnest the most I've watched him. Griff Garrison, his tag partner. Uh, uh, I think he's got a lot of potential. Serena Deeb, uh, Orange Cassidy, the question mark. Few months of fun with old question mark, I thought. Right. Question mark was good. Yeah. yeah. With the karate. And even his real guy, that one match I saw, what was it? Cletus? Yotus? What's his name? Uh, uh, Josephus. Josephus. Yeah. That gross beard. It's so gross. Yeah. It's good, uh, though. It's good. <laughs> Thunder Rosa, Eddie Kingston, and then number one with a bullet. You know who this is. You've this named name. so many. This is the meat man himself. Oh! John the Meat Man Silver. He's infectious. He's obviously the breakout star of the Dark Order. I love him, Mike. And if you, if, 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 uh, Tope Suicida uh, podcast historians, they want to roll the tape back, you will see that I have been on the John Silver train since day one. Since before, since when he was wearing a, a, a Dark Order mask with his beard sticking out. Yeah. On that train. I love him. And I'm, I'm happy that he's getting uh, recognition. Because despite his short stature, Mike, and his goofy demeanor, dude can wrestle too, which I like to see. I, I can't deny it. I cannot dispute that that dude can wrestle. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the match that he had recently on, on Dynamite uh, with Hangman was wonderful. Yeah. It was really good. Um, and I think I'm coming around. I'm coming around on the meat man. Also the fact that he's called the meat man and evil Uno says the meat man all the time really has got me, get, it's got me hype. It really does. Anyway, that's my list. What do you got? Okay. I, you, you named so many good wrestlers, but I'm really happy because two out of my three on, on my list were not on yours. I don't think. Dope. Okay. Um, at number three, I put Alexander Hammerstone. Yeah. 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 Every time I read his name, I, th- I sing Hamilton in my head. Alexander Hammerstone. Alexander Hammerstone. <laughs> yeah. Just uh, a guy that uh, is very inspirational to look at his physical transformation over mm-hmm. the years. Fun to follow on Twitter, uh, watching him play video game theme songs and like uh, X-Men, the animated series theme songs on his gingerbread on... house. No, oh, no, I didn't look. I saw I saw that he wanted me to look, but I didn't have time to actually look at the tweet. Do you want me to tell you what it is? Yeah. Tell me what. 
So he and his his girlfriend uh, made gingerbread stuff, uh-huh, uh-huh. and instead of following the kits, they broke all the pieces and then would each build something from that. <laughs> and she built like two little gingerbread people and their faces holding hands. And he built this giant muscular gingerbread man, and then he put his face. <laughs> it's huge too, Mike. It's huge. Did, did I send it to you? I might have sent it to you on in. Anyway, I will after this. You're gonna. Oh, that's fucking great! <laughs> oh wow, I didn't even know that. That's really good. I'm really looking forward to seeing that content. <laughs> All right, so Hammerstone. Hammerstone was number three for me. Number two, uh, another beefcake. Bring in the beef. Also, I don't think was on your list. Mr. Mayhem himself, Wardlow. Did somebody say Wardlow? Oh, hey, Wardlow. What's up, dude? I was just headed over to Hammerstone's house. I was going to bring the cream for his gingerbread house. Okay, that uh, normally, yeah. I mean, the way you said it was that was kind of uh, kind of weird to bring. Icing made with sugar and salt. Okay, yeah. No, I I know, I know what you meant. Just sort of, it was. uh, I don't know. It was a little blue the way that you said that word. I was just mentioning the salt as a callback to earlier, but now I'm realizing it's semen is probably salty. So (laughs) it all Wardlow out. Okay, bye, Wardlow. We'll see you later. He just flew away. We'll see you later. He, he made that, you know, semen connection. With Just salt. kidding! I'm back. <laughs> now I'm going for real. Bye. Okay. Wow. Gone as quick as he, gone as quick as he came. Just like his sex life, you know. Yep. Number two. Number two is Wardlow on my <laughs> list. We look forward to some new exciting stuff from him in 2021. I think both on AEW Dynamite and on the Tope Suicida podcast. I think uh, I got a letter from Wardlow recently uh, proposing a little something that we do on the show. I don't know. I got to run it by you. I'll run it by you off mic. But, uh, I mean, he, he just fucking shows up when he's when he, his name yeah, is said. I'm once, thinking this so might, might well. yeah, this might be a way to kind of schedule the Wardlow content okay. on the show, so it's not all. It's not whenever we say it's not. He's not like Beetlejuice, you know. Right, right. So it's not. It, it's it's a way a way to rein in right his like yeah his sexuality mitigate that kind of presence that he brings to the show whenever we say his name. He just shows up rant and it, it feel like it really gets us off topic because we're talking about a lot of serious stuff here on the tope suicida podcast we did, uh, we want, uh, hold on we want to pause everyone it does not get us off it gets us off topic right off to, that's what i meant i don't because wardlow was around i don't i know he just leaves you know he leaves a, a, a skid mark trace wherever he goes so anyway number two is wardlow everyone number one was on your list no it wasn't john silver but not, funny not it, was. it would be funny if it was the meat man <laughs> because i've been so anti-meat man i think um, it's miro it's not Miro, but it Damn really it. it could be Miro. No, it's going to surprise you, I think. Number one for me is Orange Cassidy. Oh, it is kind of surprising because uh, historians will note Mike also, uh, he likes wrestling, damn it. And Orange Cassidy's built on a gimmick. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But he can fucking wrestle. But so. The stuff he did with Jericho was real good. Yeah. It was yeah. really, really fun. And... Um, I I mean I guess technically I probably knew about Orange Cassidy at the end of last year, but you know this is he's definitely a new wrestler to me. And over mm-hmm. 2020, I think no one can argue that he took a big leap um, in kind of star power. Yeah, yeah, he's as soon nothing against best friends, but as soon as he peels off from best friends, <laughs> Orange peel. That was an accident. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be great. <laughs> 
Mike took another huge gulp. Do you think that they're, well, it's what, you know, it's scotch. Hey, so listen, uh, do you think that Orange and Best Friends would then maybe like feud? No. 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 I think it'd be kind of like what Trent did with Rapongi Vice and and New Japan. Trent Beretta with, um, with, with, with Rocky Romero. He said, Rocky, I want to be a heavyweight now. I can't tag with you anymore. And they they split. Right. Rocky got on commentary and then I stopped watching New Japan. Yeah. Well, maybe that'll happen. I don't see them fighting their best friends. No, totally. Yeah. And actually, now that I think about it, you don't need to have them fight. You just have to have them not be best friends for like a year. And we will want to see them be best friends again so bad in a year. It'll be huge and hard. Like when Orange (laughs) is in his single, he's in his singles run and he's getting beat down by the heel and nothing. Who's going to save him? No one's there for Cassie. And then fucking Trenton and Chucky T show up, man, the crowd's going to pop because we will have a vaccine by then. Hopefully and there will be crowds. (laughs) Hopefully. That's our no, new, 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 new wrestlers. New. Email us in yours, tobesuicidapod at gmail.com. Once again, separate email from Feud uh-huh. and any other category we do. We want these to be separate emails. Uh, or if you really prefer, you can hard mail us. Yeah, the Tope Throck uh, email client will actually flag it if there two topics are in one email, and it will send it automatically to our spam folder. So you don't want that. So definitely send us separate emails. Trying to get those email numbers up, folks. Mm-hmm. That's what we're doing. We're trying to get them up. So either email us, separate emails, or hard mail us. Yeah, hard mail will take that as well. Um, now we have our favorite non-wrestlers. So these are people that don't wrestle, audience. Now listen, these aren't wrestlers. These are non-wrestlers. Right. But they're you're... still pivotal parts of the show in 2020 your your announcers your your referees uh your commentators your managers all Mm -hmm. all your behind the scenes people anyone who is uh helps make the show happen uh but isn't one in ring isn't a pro wrestler not a wrestler not a wrestler mike you start okay i'm gonna start uh this is a short one for me i only have, have a top three and then i have an honorable mention I have four as well. Oh, great. Perfect. Okay, so my honorable mention for best non-wrestler is Joey Janela. And then um, number three is going to be Tony Schiavone. I think he's mm-hmm. doing a fantastic job on the mm-hmm. mic. He's just kill- He's absolutely killing it. Um, number two, Aubrey Edwards. I think right. the best referee in the business. Uh, really love how expressive she is in the ring and really adds a lot of emotion to pretty much any match that she calls. Also seems to just really be a great person. Um, yeah. So does Tony. And then um, my number one, it like there was any doubt what this was going to be. Like, who is going to get this? It's Dawn. Number one, <laughs> best <laughs> non-wrestler of 2020 is Dawn Callis's red boutonniere on his suit <laughs> that exploded when John Moxley like pushed... When John Moxley pushed him, uh, it was the performance of the year. I've, there was no moment this year for me in pro wrestling uh, or really in, in all of entertainment that I watched that made me happier than uh, the Red Boutonniere exploding off of Don Callis' chest when he took that flat back on the ring apron before Kenny uh, drilled Moxley with the microphone and stole the title. Uh, so my number one is Don Callis' Red Boutonniere. 
What about you? That's, that's beautiful. Yeah. You know what? Uh, right alongside Don Callis' boutonniere, uh, one of my favorite non-wrestlers is uh, Jake the Snake Roberts' clothing from Last Dynamite. <laughs> uh, the bright green snakeskin with the weird knee patches <laughs> are also snakeskin. Yeah, what was that about? I don't know. I don't that know. Was, it was weird. weird, dude. That was, it weird. was weird. Yeah, that was cool, though. Um, I also have Tully and Arn as a unit. Just as old dogs, great managers for both. Cool. That, I like that. that. I got Don Callis in there proper. Yeah. Also, can we get Arn and Tully to just now like get together and start being known as the old dogs? That'd be great. I like that, that a lot. Great. I like that a lot. Sorry to interrupt. Keep going. Uh, it's fine. Uh, I got Tony Schiavone on here on the list. Yep. But you said you had uh, you said you had four. <laughs> yeah, and then I've added one here. Uh, favorite <laughs> non wrestlers. Uh, I got Mike Whitman on my list here. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> That's a Joey Janela dig. You dig it, Joey Janela. I'll dig it, you. You are Mr. Non. <laughs> oh, he's happy you won an award. You Shit. Are on this is blowing up in my face. List. You have won the prize. No one wrestles except other people, but not you because you're on this list okay everyone everyone i just want to wow set the record straight i really thought i'd get mike good what an honor joey janela thing, an, but he's so happy he got oh, an award. what an honor i got an award i'm out god of scotch how did that happen oh my god, god. Damn it. he's on the same list as i've never won an award before this is fantastic oh my god, god. this is like whoa i'm on the same list as like bobby heenan and Mean Gene. Jake's shirt and his Jake's knee pads. Jake's knee pads. Oh, oh my God. Oh, okay, everyone. Mike wow. has rigged confetti into his closet. There's confetti falling down. He's like he expected to be on the list. This is ridiculous. He's got a whole... He's, he's got a choir in the back of his closet. And these are obviously lyrics he wrote for himself Everybody and gave to the choir. wants to sleep with you, <laughs> Mr. Non-Wrestler. Wow. And now we're on to the next category. Remember to hard mail us uh, uh, your words of encouragement for, for Mike yeah. and words and congratulations for Mike. Wait, was I was I actually your non-wrestler of the year? No, was I, I, just put, I put that on there because you made fun of Joey. <laughs> I tried to get you real good. So who was your actual non-wrestler of the year? I didn't have an order. Tony was the first one I wrote. Got it. Shivani, okay. 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 It's okay. the only one I don't have an order for. Okay. Got it. So email us in, hard mail us in, because we got favorite walkout music next, baby. Ooh, favorite walkout music. You're up first. All right. So let me put on some chapstick. Burt's Bees, pomegranate. <laughs> That's the most bow chapstick I've ever heard of in my fucking life. Favorite walkout music. Now, Mike, you're gonna di you're not gonna agree with this. You might. Uh, Brandy Rhodes is on my list. I'm coming in to win and coming out. Brandy, Brandy, Brandy. Is I, don't man know. In it? I don't I'm know. Coming I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. I guess I haven't watched out. enough. Does it play at the start of a shot of Brandy? Because I think I'm gonna start watching that. Uh, yeah, actually, it does. Really? Anyway, that's Brandy. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. I really love Brandy's nice. music. Nice. Um, this is probably going to be on your list. Sting, his new entrance. Okay. the music. Okay. Uh, and this is going to surprise you. Cody Rhodes' shitty pop punk music. And not the actual music, but the, the wrestling only has one royal family part, and then the music cuts royal over. Family. Yeah. Even though I don't like the cut into the new music, I really like that line and how the music changes. So it's more the change. It's more the change. Music. And actually, I quite like the, ah, ah, ah. 
yeah. part before the actual the bad music starts. I think also let's amend this. Walkout music can be also the entirety of the walkout as well. Like what else they do? Because that's part of that. That yeah. makes the, the music's better because he does that stuff. Uh, uh, Lucha Brothers, Mexican. Sarah right, meet us, meet us, meet in, us the in the ring. Meet us in the ring. Yeah, it's an excellent theme song. Mm-hmm, it gets mm-hmm, it. It mm-hmm. tells a story. It gets the point across. But my favorite one is uh, obviously Judas by Jericho. Okay, Champion. Okay, <laughs> I'm sure we might sing that one later. So let's get to your list. First. Probably. Yeah, I, I think there's a high likelihood that Judas <laughs> is going to be in not only our minds but our mouths. Uh, what's, all right. What's the, what, I what, just, what do you got? I just have a top three. I have a okay. top three. Number three is Bianca Belair. And I feel like this was, it was important for me to include this because it is so appropriate for her character. It is perfect. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um... And then uh, number two for me was, you know what? I think I changed my mind. This is unprecedented, everyone. This is a mid-podcast change for music. What is, dude? What are you? What did you do? Because I think I'm, I'm, I think I'm subscribing to recency bias and okay. and nostalgia. Because it, m- what was number one for me was was Sting. Was that music? Okay. His return music. It's perfect it's so uh, it, it good is, it is yeah it's beautiful the fucking Sexy. snow everything it's not sexual it's not and even the music it has that bump to it and then the lightning hits okay sting His is my letters that spell sting are all tall and big and erect there's nothing sexual about it everything he did in the ring with arn and cody and darby none of it was sexual okay right. not that the, if, it, right. if it had been sexual it would have been fine it wouldn't have been a big deal but it right. it, it wasn't right. it was just it was just um an old man coming back to look <laughs> at some other people very close to their face it through varying degrees of age going from old to middle to young to young sting is my number two because and i and i it's a hard pick, but I feel like because it happened so recently and because I had, uh, there's so much nostalgia there for me with Sting, and he appeared to be mm, kind of spooky for the first yeah. time that I in a really, really long time. Yeah, until he talked the next week, but yeah. Yes, and then when he talked next <laughs> week, it wasn't. But that he moment. Goofy. He was goofy, it, Sting. It, again, yeah. He was kind of goofy, yeah. Uh, but here's my number one, buddy. I'm ready. I was thinking so hard about her, like, where can I put her on the list somewhere? And she didn't make it. But yes, this is Penelope Ford. My number one, man. You play I played it like when you first discovered it. It's like a cool surf rock. Ah. Awesome. I feel like I should be choosing like a character in like uh some Yeah. Like a Tony Hawk equivalent. Not Tony Hawk, but like maybe uh who is the surfer one? Maybe like Peyton. Kelly Kelly Slater. Kelly Slater Slater was the surfer. Yeah. Why do we know that? That that tells us our our age, right? Yeah. Oh, they played the PlayStation. They played the PlayStation. That's our age. That's our age. Yeah. But like, if you're gonna select like a BMX rider and Dave Mira's whatever. Um, And also, there's something about her coming to the ring with a leather jacket and the sunglasses Uh and like the, the lipstick and the bubble gum. 
and the blonde hair, and then she goes down in the splits, and she uh-huh. just looks at you like, like, fuck you, I'm super bad. Now, when she comes out and Kip, Kip is her second, and he's like standing up, and like she's doing her splits, and he like they like kiss and stuff. Is that sexy though? At least, yeah. Okay, <laughs> that's super sexy. I just wanted to get your metric. Like, you didn't find the string stuff sexy, so I don't know what you find sexy. <laughs> You wanted, you wanted to set the, the find where my sexy barometer was, I guess. Yeah, because yeah. cool. you know what, you didn't find Sting sexy. So like, what does he want? What is it? <laughs> what what will even get him there? If dressing up like Sting does not, I don't know what to do. Okay, are you telling me that Sting's hard flat top doesn't get you going? I walked in one time and he was just watching Great American Bash naked. He was just naked. <laughs> he was naked watching Great American Bash 1989. Mumbling, I don't... that's how it's done. <laughs> that's how you do that. Yeah, that's how you do that. Fuck you, Vince. That's how you do that. <laughs> All right. Hey, don't forget about me. Don't forget about me and my wife. <laughs> We're here too. Here, okay, everyone. Also, some more transparency with the show over 2020. When Mike and I first discovered that Cornette likes to be a cuck, allegedly, uh, allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> when we found out that alleged rumor, <laughs> there we Mike go. and I discussed. We said we can't do that on the show. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> And then we learned that even if it was true, we don't think Jim really cares about being a cuck. Fine, don't fetish, don't be mad at people's fetishes. So then it became a very fun bit that I love, and it's my favorite part of the show. Yeah, it's really become a really become a, a go-to here on the Tope Suicida podcast. Character unto itself. Uh, not even Cornette anymore, really. Just a character it's, unto itself. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a voice. <laughs> It's just a voice that wants you to fuck their wife, and it's really good. Yeah, it's good. not it, nothing to do with Jim. This is just, uh, uh, lawyers. This is to cover the bases for when he does. No, I know, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jim. No, 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 no. It's 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 a totally fictional, uh, fictitious, uh, Georgian fictionarian, uh, southern racket doesn't southern man that has yeah racket. It's uh, squash. It's squash different. racket and and. Um, <laughs> Definitely doesn't does not wear a blazer and uh hey, khakis. do you want to come in here play squash with me or do you want to squash my wife? <laughs> Next category is favorite ring gear. I've oh, been yeah. excited about this one since we began. This is right, we're smack dab in the middle of this list. Mike, I believe you start this one. All right, I'm gonna keep it pretty short and pretty sweet, because for me this was a runaway. It was a runaway. Okay. And not to say that two and three aren't great. They are. Number three, Zicky Dice. That $16,000 fanny pack. How can you argue with that? You're good friends with, you're good friends with them, Yeah, too. well, I got to put my buddy over, you know, my good buddy, Zicky Dice. We talk all the time. Number two is the Young Bucks uh, with for their uh, L.A. Lakers-inspired ring gear. Uh, those leather jackets with the paint spatter. Yeah. With the uh, yellow and purple. It was really good. I have something. Can I interject real quick before you tell me number one? Yeah. So uh, the the person that does their jackets and their ring gear is Brandon Cutler's wife. Oh, okay, cool. Why is their shit so good? Because their gimmick isn't I'm a D and D. Because their gimmick isn't I'm a guy that likes D and D. Okay. And like God of War, their gimmick <laughs> is we're um 
Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty. I left my dynamite notes for you. Oh, the best friends grabbed all the new homegrown people. Oh, and also Cutler. He's there too. Cutler's in the tag. He's in the main event this week on Dynamite. No, He's who in cares? the tag. Whatever, it's fine. Okay, Whatever. what is your number one? <laughs> fucking. But yes, I agree. The ta- the tassels. Fucking dollar. Slider. Fucking dollar store Aiden English. <laughs> Mike, whenever he sees a bald head with a thin goatee, he just a fucking Aiden English motherfucker. <laughs> Best ring gear in a runaway. Thunder Rosa on Dynamite Ooh, when she was she wrestling. Make it on my list. Thank you for when she me. was wrestling Serena Deeb and she was wearing the red and the white mm-hmm. and the green, Mexican the colors of the Mexican great. flag. I believe she also came out in like um almost like a funeral, like a black funeral kind of a veil. Thing, uh, with which is you know complimented her her Day of the Dead face paint perfectly. She just uh, that was the best ring gear I saw all year, and I was I am happy to put her at number one with a bullet. It's Thunder Rosa. I'm glad you said that because I, I forgot about that, but I do remember talking to you about. I was like, oh my god, the Mexican flag tights are so fucking dope, and she even had some green and red in her face paint, like highlights. I think, yeah, too, like, on the edge. It was really yeah, good. it was really good. I just, you know, uh, the sugar skull design uh, alone is fucking dope as hell. Yeah. Um, all right. So my favorite guy, I have a whole list. Um, I have number one, new meat man shirts available on awshop.com. <laughs> what is that? That isn't, that's just an advertisement. That's a yeah, press that's release. That's plug. Not a- yeah. It's a good shirt though. Uh, Otis's tiny navy blue trunks with the three stripes of color on the butt. Do you remember those? Yep. Sure do. Those were great. I totally yep. forgot about those. Great reminder. Cause they were, I think it was the first time we've seen him wrestle in like just, Shorts, just trunks. Um, yeah, right. Uh, Shotzi Blackheart's tank girl look and the tiny power wheel tank. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Um, and then Young Bucks, doesn't matter which gear, it's all good. Yep. Uh, Miro's Gucci sweater, as mentioned earlier. Right. And the number one is, we've talked about this before, Hangman's current gear I'm in love oh, with. I know you don't yeah. like it as much as his just black trunks, but yep. I like it. I like all the boots and the tassels and everything's blended in. I do like the rodeo culture gemstones on his butt <laughs> the tackiest part i love that tacky part but he's my number one okay good pick i like that it really shows I like that the, our of, lists were different i like it too i like we didn't talk about this we didn't use this surprise to us as we're as the we're, bucks the bucks i knew they'd make it the bucks they, made it they look great they look great and everyone uh this is the intermission i will take a uh short break and we'll be right back to wrap up the rest of the awards Dad, did you enjoy the break? What'd you do? Well, what'd you do in the two weeks we took? Loved that break. I was, um, you know, I was just, uh, I don't even really have a mirror in front of me. I was just flexing, just flexing to flex. All right. What's our next, what's our next category here? Uh, this is the Neil Armstrong Giant Leap for Mankind Memorial Award. Now, if you listen closely, you hear some nice, pleasant music because this is a serious award. This award is serious. Mike, this doesn't mean I want you to write me music. I'll find music. Don't worry. <laughs> I saw your face. You're like, shit. I gotta write <laughs> God bless you, Bo. I'll just find some ceremony music. It'll be great. Um, what is, so what is this award? You, you named it. What's the point of this award? Tell us I, the legacy behind it. To, well, you know, I think that every year you see, and here's the thing. I, I hesitate to, to call this the most improved wrestler award because right. it isn't necessarily that like someone i think that's a different thing and it's not necessarily in other sports where like basketball or football or something you see somebody that makes a tremendous leap in talent 
that is immediately going to be recognized because their their stats are going to go up people are going to start talking and they're going to be their popularity as a consequence of that is going to go up inevitably their stock raises correct in wrestling i don't think that's the case so you have someone who maybe started the year really not very good in the ring and ended the year or or not very good at a promo and ended the year being great at those things it doesn't necessarily translate to a lot of people now like them right but this award is for i think um people who have made a quite a big leap from where they were at the start of 2019 to uh where they are i'm sorry it started 2020 to the end of 2020 in terms of gaining exposure and um people knowing who they are and becoming more uh, of a uh, more of a of a household name well that works because mike i didn't know what this award was but my three picks they fit that criteria cool yeah i knew that i didn't i knew i didn't need to explain it i knew i didn't yeah, need to explain we're it we're on the same page you know eh. broadcasting pros eh, we're pros uh, what I did forget, though, is... Do I start this one? I think so. You start. Yeah. Yeah. All right. No one, In no particular order. Actually, they kind of are. Number three. Um, Sting. Sting's return. Real sexy. Very cool. What early a pi- tw- Not er- sexy, though, but early what a 2020, pick. Early 2020, where was Sting? You Nowhere. Know? He's on you the shelf. Think- it's on the shelf, that guy. Sure, he's a legacy and behind him. Ben on the shelf. Like, Ben, ben on the shelf. there for a Rollins while. Rollins almost killed him. Seth Rollins, uh, king killer. <laughs> Sting killer. Sting killer, yeah. Now, what are you reaching for right now? Are you trying to get that confetti that's stuck in your jacket? Yeah. Sorry, I, I had it all sped up and everything, and I got to get around the, the, there's a tuba here. Sorry, I'm doing some real experimental stuff here with my That's music right. and, and the closet. There's not a lot of room in that closet, so I, I yeah. commend you for the yeah, gotta really get using the space. Oh, by the way, if you want to hit us up, we're going to have a Patreon soon, so I can maybe we can have a recording studio instead yeah. of a instead of a closet. But yeah, the middle of my kitchen is for me. <laughs> Just right in the middle of my apartment. Anyway, so Sting, I loved it because I didn't expect him to come back. There was rumor that he might when Matt Hardy was bumping around his return. Like he Sting might have been the exalted one or whatever. Right. Kind of faded away. Yeah, right. And then you forgot about him. And then here he is, the tail end of 2020. And man, giant uh giant leap for mankind. Uh, you know, not McFoley, but mankind. Number two. <laughs> okay. Uh this uh, I wrote this one today, this morning, perfectly honest, because it's I want Keith Lee to be anywhere but WWE. Yeah. And I think this is a negative one because where Keith Lee was in January, February. Shirtless shithouse yeah. NXT. Yeah. Now he's up on the main roster. He's got a shirt on. <laughs> he's got new music. Yeah. He just got sent back to NXT to work on wrestling. Mike, what? really? He just got sent back with a bunch of other uh, super heavyweights to work on their ring work. What? Otis was also sent back. What? But the big rumor is, silver lining rumor is that they're the only two that aren't actual should have been sent back, but that Vince likes them so much that he wants to have them wrestle the the WWE style, basically, to make them an even bigger star. Oh. So it's a sad story for Keith Lee. Keith Lee, please make that money, but get out of that contract. There's so much more wrestling life for you to live. Yeah, Number but he's one, gonna make he's gonna make so much money though. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna make so much money. Um, number one though. 
recent recently. This is the start of what Tony Khan is calling the promotion wars uh, oh. with Don Callis' impact and the potential that that could bring moving into the next year. In fact, Kenny just won another AAA title. That leads into the same story. He's collecting titles. The promotion awards are happening, baby, and I'm excited about it. Ooh, wait. So we're at the beginning of 2020. We had just WWE, AEW. Now we got this weird bring in all the smaller people, make them stronger, bigger, give them uh, household names. So like number one, the like the winner of the award of the award is like the pro wrestling, the sport of pro wrestling. Almost, yeah, I guess. But or Don, <laughs> Don will probably take the award. Yeah, Don will probably get the award, but yeah, that's the idea. Don will accept it on behalf of the entire (laughs) pro wrestling industry. I love that. It's perfect. But those are my three. Uh, What are your Neil Armstrong Giant Leap for Mankind? All right, Giant Leap for Mankind. Honorable mention goes to the Varsity Blondes. That's Griff Garrison and Brian Pillman Jr. Very little uh, exposure to particularly Griff Garrison. Uh, seen a little bit more of Brian Pillman Jr. Uh, of course we're 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 buddies, you know, and and uh, I'm just, just lost to Nick Aldis for the ten pounds of gold. Just yeah, yeah, lost to Aldis. Um, Everyone does though, so yeah. Um, and uh, you know, I think that them as a team and this with this new name and their their tights matching. I'm just yes, and that's what they key. did against that's key. What they did matching against tights. FTR, primo stuff. My favorite match of the night, and I think that. Uh, in 2021, the Varsity Blondes are going to, this is my prediction, they're going to make my top tag team list. They're making my top tag team list. <sighs> I thought list. you were going to say they're going to win those belts because I don't want to give it to them that time yet. What if they did win win tag belts next year? That would be great. I would love that. That would make Private Party so mad. <laughs> yeah, dude, but they're better than Private Party. <laughs> they, are. they are. I guess there's a new Matt Hardy thing. He's like really whipping them into shape or something. I don't know. <laughs> private party matt hardy's got like a weird new gimmick though where he's like he's like full of himself and he's like a motivational speaker did you see they started doing that and he's talking that's how he's talking to yeah private party that way it's weird weird all right biggest leap number three darby allen is that now was that like how high is he doing the coffin drop from biggest leap like how high is he when he's jumping uh 30 feet 40 feet um i also really love that now he's kind of the last it feels like the last couple times he's done the coffin drop. He also does it off the middle rope sometimes, like when he's run, like running the ropes, and he'll okay. just surprise someone with a coffin drop while they're after they like give him an Irish whip. He'll just spring back, and like someone's trying to like a springboard stunner. Someone were to kind of yeah, but except he just hits. He just <laughs> drives the back of his head into their face. It's great. Um, I love that. I love that he's hitting the coffin drop with like less. He's like jumping less. But he's falling more, if that makes like, sense. Do you like it? Makes perfect sense. Do you like that he's and Sting mentioned it that he's doing a Sting gimmick up in the top of the yes, stands? yes, oh, it's, great. it's, it's really good. Uh, the yeah, cut the start- and how things start, stay the same, and then it cut to God. It was a good segment, even still. Sting was talking. It was a good segment. I thought at the start, of, it was a good segment. Even though I wish yeah. I wish Sting had been meaner and more sinister for sure. But yeah, it was Cody still was a dick. It was still good. I, I really wish that yes, thing was like ominous and kind of uh, made people uneasy instead of like yelling, "This is awesome!" with the fans in the ring. But what, <laughs> you know, whatever. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It was very different than what than the than the than the re the reemergence 
of yeah, Sting. Was that was that the Sting. Different big night and day there. <laughs> seven days is actually I think it was the same night <laughs> filming. So yeah. <laughs> anyway, what is number one? I'm ready for it. Or do you have more? Um. No, I just uh, yeah. Dar- Dar- for me, at the beginning of the year, Darby was kind of a just a, a definitely a peripheral player, and now, you know, the what based on what he's done this year, I think that he is uh, absolute world championship contender material. He is great. Love him. Uh, everything but the uh, black and white videos, but even those are fun. <laughs> the The goofy one recently with the ink blots was fun. <laughs> that was so silly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number two for me, uh, Juice Robinson. Woo! I haven't seen any juice this year, but I do love the man. Juice, 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 juice. I haven't really. I watched one match since he cut his dreads off, and that was what a year and a half ago. Yeah, probably the so, match he had with Moxley. That's the one. Yeah. Although yeah. actually, he had two with Moxley, and he won the second one. It was in the the G one two thousand nineteen. Uh, I think in it, you know, this could have also probably been a 2019 award that would go to juice um this past year he was tag team champions iwgp tag team champion with uh, uh dave finley as fin juice and also he had a really oh i've yeah i've seen fin juice wrestle I, okay so i have seen him wrestle recently yeah okay. uh he had a really strong showing in the g1 like he didn't finish with a ton of points but i really liked his matches and I think that more championships are in his future for sure. And he's going to be one of the bigger stars in uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling for me, I think. Yeah, I loved. man, they just didn't know how to use him, I guess. And well, they wanted to be that stupid environmental gimmick in NXT. And just as soon as he left, I, I, it's so commendable that he went to Japan. It was like. I, th- I believe they were going to allow him on the roster, but he's like, no, I want to be a young boy. I want to do this process. I want to go through the yeah. the training process, the whole thing, which is cool, considering he just did all of that in NXT to start over again somewhere else. That's probably much more discipline. Uh, it's very commendable of him. He's killing it. He is a super, super good wrestler, and I uh, super charismatic, and I cannot wait to see what comes uh for juice in 2021 and i hope with with yeah fingers crossed crowds back with promotion wars and crowds (laughs) back in the audience and then number one this is me kind of just being a being a noob probably because uh she's been doing it uh for quite a while and uh but but i think her story uh is is one that is inspiring and she is Wrestling really, really good this year, as evidenced by her match with Thunder Rosa on Dynamite. And so number one for me is Serena Deeb. Wow, those are like a little rent. You could throw a curveball there. I thought you were going to say Thunder Rosa, but you no, said Serena. Serena. Well, here's the thing, because at the start, like I thought Thunder Rosa was so awesome in 2019. And even though she has gotten way more popular, it didn't occur to me that she had made a bigger leap because... The moment I saw her, like when we both saw her, we were like, oh, my God, that is star, star power. Yeah. Yeah. So it didn't occur to me to, like, put her on this list. But Serena, it did because she was, like, totally off the radar in wrestling for a while after doing the the, the, uh, straight edge society thing with with CM Punk. Um, She was a trainer. Lastly, it was a trainer in NXT, I think, for the women. Oh, was she? I think so. That's when she was laid off from them during the whole COVID thing. And so. And she I, I is believe, just, I believe so. 
I mean, she is killing it now. Like, she is mm-hmm. doing so well and uh, NWI Women's Champion. Congratulations, and I hope that we get to see more of Serena Deeb in 2021. That's my that's my winner of the Neil Armstrong Memorial Big Leap for Mankind Award. That will dovetail directly into the next category that you'll be starting with your favorite feud. It was oh. really a feud with them, too, but it was a belt, a belt feud. But Love the favorite feud. I got a bunch of these, but most of them are quick. Now, this feud, I, 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 I pictured this before we started. This feud, not actually, some of these aren't matches, but like an overall like energy between people as well, I considered part of the feud. Yeah. Too. Okay, so. I like that. Uh, my honorable mention for favorite feud is AEW versus NXT. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's good. Like that one. You know, that one's pretty self-explanatory. Uh, and then another um, another honorable mention is Mike versus Bo. <laughs> <laughs> You're my favorite feud. Um, That's beautiful. Uh, you and then make my list. So. And then my last, you know, yeah, my last uh, honorable mention is MJF versus everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I just love his the new facet of his character where he's just a, a doofus that thinks he's cool. He's so good. <laughs> he's such a doofus. Uh, number three, Cody versus MJF. I feel like that really had something special and they had to throw it away because of COVID. Um, mm-hmm. But there's something really special and stupid about a man hitting another man in the back with a belt. <laughs> They'll revisit it eventually. Just like the blood and guts match we never got, they'll yeah. revisit it eventually. It'll come back. It'll come back. Number two, uh, Kenny Omega versus Adam Page. It was very short. It was a short feud. Was it on Twitter? <laughs> what was this? No, it was their tag oh, team I think I was, I'm up. thinking Adam Cole, baby. <laughs> no, come on. No, Adam Page. Yes, yes. Yeah. Hangman, yeah. So the uh, tag team champions split it's apart. Two? Classic. Yeah. Your cla- what? Was number two for you? Or one? Number two. Number two. Okay. And then it resulted in that wonderful match that they had uh, to crown the number one contender for mm-hmm. Moxley's title. The And, frankly, the runaway single piece of media in pro wrestling other than the dinner debonair that MJF <laughs> and, and Jericho did, which we can't go through the award show without mentioning I, It's that. not on my list. I'm glad you brought it up. We can't go through it. It is it, that, that 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 is probably number one. Uh, but number two is definitely the Cinderella. Don't know what you have till it's got till it's gone. Music video featuring Paige and Omega as friends and tag team partners and then breaking apart. It was exactly my thing. We're going to have to do best video package next year. Yeah, that's a good cat. Yeah. Because I bet we could get a lot of good ones out of WWE, even if we don't like the feud. They make good video packages. They make good video (laughs) packages. All right, number one for me, favorite feud this year of 2020 is the Elite versus the Inner Circle. Yeah. Happened a little bit earlier in the year, but it was so much fun, and it concluded with that stadium stampede match, which I, I... had low expectations for going in, but it was so fun. And it was the, such a good sequel to the the False Count Anywhere match they had on Dynamite. Yeah, right with the with the first golf cart scene. Yes, it was such a good transition into that. It's naturally, <laughs> the place is bigger now. There's more um, yards on the. Golf I also cart. I forgot to mention on my honorable mention for best non wrestler was Matt Hardy's golf cart. <laughs> <laughs> I I should have mentioned I I should have 
Uh, I forgot. I forgot. Yeah, mine was Jeff Hardy's pond. <laughs> the one they threw people in. <laughs> Sammy swim in that pond. That's awesome. Well, that's stadiums. Stadium Stampede was the culmination. Was that the true culmination of that, or was there anything after that? Surely uh, nothing that involved the whole. Yeah, no, I think that was them. pretty much that. That, that was the, that. That was the blow off for the feud uh, between the elite and the inner, inner circle, and then they kind of started doing different different things. Different feuds started happening. I love that. Speaking back to Kenny and Hangman, how like their feud as tag champions together was weaved into that story too. You know, like their Paige showed up late. Remember yes. when he ran from like half, like they said, he's run from the whole field, but no, he obviously ran from the 50 yard line and then Larry like clotheslined everyone in the end zone. Yes, that was beautiful. <laughs> also him, I believe he appeared on a horse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he, no, he was in the bar. He was mixing a drink. Yeah. <laughs> he was in a lot of places. In that no, match. he showed, hey, yeah, no, no, no. He showed up on a horse. And then he found the bar, and he was like, well, okay. And then he came back. At the yeah, yeah. Well, and him and Such Kenny had that good. cheers moment where Kenny downed a glass of milk. and Yep. Yeah. It was good. It was, and you could see the, the, like, the friction there, but them trying to keep it together. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, it was good stuff. It was really fun. What about you? Right, what about you? Favorite my list, uh, quick and easy. No, not, not easy, but it's quick. <laughs> uh, Pack versus Eddie. That's a joke one. <laughs> Versus Eddie Ooh, Kingston, Pack versus Eddie Kingston, because okay, yeah. it just stopped after one match. We don't know where that ended up. The Wait, did they even wrestle? They did that tag. Uh, no, no, they never wrestled. Just Pack versus Eddie. That's my blow off one for that. Uh, I have Tope Suicida podcast versus our waning interest on NXT. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, good Sa- feud. Nice. S- Sammy slowly becoming babyface uh, within the inner circle. Okay. This is current happening. I'm yeah. digging that. Yeah. Uh, Hager and Wardlow staring at each other. They've doing, been doing it all year and having it culminate in the last Dynamites <laughs> argument. Why are you staring at me? You've been staring at me all <laughs> since I got here. Because they have. You notice every video, yeah. being the elite, every, they're always looking at each other. It's beautiful. Um, this one is uh, contentious. It's Thunder Rosa and Ivelisse actually not liking each other, and Ivelisse no-selling Thunder Rosa during one of their matches, because rumor has it that Rosa wrestles too snug. I'll have to find the match. Like, there's a... Wow. Ivelisse no-sells the shit out of everything she's doing to her. Like, she puts her in, like, this, this, uh, half full Nelson. Look at those pit stains. This full Nelson, and <laughs> Ivelisse is just... Her face is, like, she's not selling any of it. She's like, my arms are limp. Whatever. Do what you need to do. It's... Really fun and sad. Wow. Dark Orders Reynolds and Silver trying to recruit Orange Cassidy to the Dark Order over and over again <laughs> on being the elite. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, those see all most of these are all fake, but my number one favorite feud is has to do with Hangman again. It's the pull of Hangman Page away from the elite. Ah, uh, yeah. The whole thing. Yeah. Literally all year, slowly. And it's culminating, and now he's tagging with Silver and Reynolds soon. But it's just been—it's been really sad for the elite. But I think it's going to be good for Hangman next year. Yeah. So yeah, that's my number one feud. Good pick. I like that pick. Moving on, everyone. Email us your picks. Favorite tag team. We're in the go home here. We're in the last good. three categories. I'll nice. start this one, I guess. Yeah. My favorite tag teams: uh, Nightmare Family, primarily uh, <laughs> QT and, and and Dustin in the bunkhouse match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Varsity Blondes, New Kids on the Block. Love the name, love the look, love the pants. I they already have a shirt and the logo. I might have to get it. It's a good logo. Uh, FTR, 
obviously. Uh, Lucha Bros. These aren't in any order as well. Uh, the last two are. Uh, Dark Order in any computation. <laughs> any computation you can think of, Dark Order. Okay, There's really well, only two. I mean, Uno, Uno and Grayson are the is the combo. And the meat, the meat men. They're they're a good combo. All right. And sometimes, sometimes uh, number ten tags with uh, Alex, whatever his name, number four or whatever, <laughs> with the 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 two masked ones. Alan Angels, that's his name. Cool. He's the one with the tattoos on his chest, the short uh, one, and the what? Yeah. Yeah. And Preston, Preston Kelly, Preston something is is ten. Why do I know all the Dark Order members and their numbers? And then my favorite team is Kenny and Paige, obviously. My list it is it tracks. Kenny and Paige are my favorite team. Bucks didn't even make it on this list. I think it goes without saying. Uh, if they're in any order, it would be Kenny, FTR, uh, Dark Order. It would be my order. All right. Wow. <laughs> you hate most of my list so much. <laughs> Mike, what are your perfect picks? <laughs> I only had I, I didn't even do an honorable mention. Oh, you just have one. No, no, I have three. <laughs> okay, okay. He's got the gold, bronze, and the silver. The do gold, it. bronze, and silver, but no honorable mention. Number three, Varsity Blonde. Mm-hmm. I've seen them wrestle exactly once. Yeah. And they were immediately on my list because they were that it was that good. They had that good a chemistry. Their tag team moves were so uh, fun, like just also logical, and just the, the match they had against FTR was the tag team wrestling that I want for my life. Yeah, like I always tell you, you got to watch Dark, you got to watch Dark. But honestly, even on <laughs> Dark, I've only seen them tag three times. It's like the fourth match they've had together. Yeah, on any kind of recording. Yeah, and yeah, they just keep getting better. Um, yeah, they're great. Good, Good stuff. Number two, my number two is your number one, Page and Omega. All right. For the, uh, I think that that they have the they had the best tag team finisher, uh, Ooh. like probably in the entire sport. The 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 V trigger combined with the buckshot lariat, where they could almost God. like hit it from anywhere, and it was always a pinfall, and it always looked like it sucked so much to take <laughs> it. Because like when those kind of moves, also like with with the the twin super kick when the young bucks are holding their arms like this, yeah, when they're on their knees, any of those moves that smash the person where they don't go anywhere, that sucks. <laughs> that yeah. sucks. And number one, you know what number one is? It's FTR. I was gonna say it's not my number three, Dark Order. It's not. It's absolutely not the Dark Order. Number one is FTR. Uh, they are. They are the best. I don't. For me, they are my absolute favorite tag team. They are so good. Did you like how good Pillman took their special? Yes, it looked really That's good. That's how it should look. Remember, yeah. I've been complaining about it all year. That's how it should look. <laughs> leave, you got to leave the mat completely. You can't be... Because Cash, you know, he's not on the mat. You got to not be on the mat with him when y'all drop. Yeah, or you're gonna hurt your knee or your leg yeah. or something. No, it's re- it it looked really good. It looked it looked super devastating, and also I think it was good for that move to get a finish again, uh, because it had been getting two counts, and the thing they had been using to finish matches was that spike pile driver. I yeah. really that's one of the things I like about FTR the most is the fact that they have established several finishing moves that have gotten them three counts. Well, I think you gotta have. Like a signature move, I feel you gotta have a signature submission. You gotta have a signature something. 
off a middle rope. A signature in every situation, you should have something that you can kill someone with, you know? (laughs) But even more than that, you need to, this is something that I just admire about their team and their psychology. They have moves, multiple moves that can win them matches. And so I get excited when they hit those moves. When Kenny hits the Kataro Crusher, I could not care less because that's never going to get a three count ever. Yeah. But do you think there's value, though, in having those moves like that where it could get a three count, but it's also not strong enough where it is believable if you kick out of it? Uh, So like the levels of moves, like if I pull this move off, it's not I I know as the wrestler, it's not going to end you. But if I do one winged angel, I know this one will end you. Well, yeah, but here's the thing. Like, you need things to get pinfalls. Like, maybe I do a move that gets a pinfall one out of every ten times, but I need that one time so that someone remembers, hey, wait a minute, that got a pinfall one time. This this match, this, this move gets me excited. Unless you're using moves the way that, like, Bret Hart used moves, like the backbreaker and the middle rope elbow and the side Russian leg sweep shit like that 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 are there those are not finishing moves those are not big moves they're setup moves and they're you know when he starts hitting those that the sharpshooter is not far away yeah. he's 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 pummeling his opponent into submission to get them with his like bread and butter moves to get them in a position where they cannot resist the sharpshooter being put on yeah and sometimes they when they don't use that logic it like really excites you as a viewer. Like when I, when sting is staring at Arn's face, like I expect him to give him a kiss. Right. And it didn't happen. So you say that kiss for later. Why are you doing that? Why are you doing this? Why are you ruining the show? (laughs) Why would you ruin the show like this? There's no reason to ruin the, it's a good show except when this happens, I don't, (laughs) what's next? What's the, what, 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 what? All right. Most outstanding wrestler. Now it's time to say who you really like. Who do you think is the neatest tights? Who would you pay to see pretend to fight? Who's your favorite? Who's your favorite? Who's your favorite wrestler? You start this one. Number one for me. I'm going to wait until I give you the other ones. Honorable mentions. Thunder Rosa. Adam Hangman Page. Switchblade. Jay White. Kota Ibushi. And Nick Aldis. God, Nick Aldis, just watching that first episode of Shockwave. So yeah. It's good to see Nick back. He's great. Nick guy. He's great. Love everything about that guy. Just a really professional wrestler, and uh, there is great stuff in his future for sure. Those are your honorable mentions? Though? Honorable mentions. Okay. I know. That's a hell, I've got a hell of a top three if those are my honorable mentions, right? Go for it. Number three, Bianca Belair. Of course. I'm putting her at number three because I think this is the last time for the foreseeable future that I'll be able to do that, unfortunately, <laughs> because I'm not going to watch WWE and <laughs> unless something drastically changes. And truth be told, if this was a 2019 list, she might be number one. Yeah. Um, 2020 has been a little, has been a little weird, but I need to just put her on the list because in, for my money, she is the best women, uh, women's wrestler, um, in the entire sport, and p- maybe that I've ever seen. She is she absolutely... Benches, uh, 
she surprisingly like because she doesn't look like she benches as much as she does. <laughs> she benches so much. Oh, I, bet. I don't know the number, but yeah, she's no. I bet her bench and squat and deadlift are crazy. I bet uh, yeah. they, she was setting all kinds of records at the performance yeah. center, and I don't doubt it. Wasn't she? Was she a gymnast or bodybuilder before this? I, I believe she, she was a college gym. hurdler. So she ran track. Tra- ran no, track just hurdles. That's cool. Well, yeah, I mean, you that the hurdles is a, an event in track. When you said hurdling, I, I I like I went through my database of sports trying to find hurdle. Like I knew what I knew the word hurdle. I knew I used to run track, and I think I had hurdles involved. But I thought about shot put. I thought about javelin. I thought about uh, the the pole vault. I thought about long jump, which uses no gear. <laughs> but I then I finally landed on hurdle. You jump over him. <laughs> That's Bo's mind. What's your uh. number one? Well, here's my number two first, you lunatic. Ah! Number two is Keith Lee. Oh, Keithy boy. Limitless Keithy Keith baby. Lee. He is pro wrestling. He is everything that is pro wrestling. And number one in your heart and mine and in that 18 to 34 demographic. <laughs> Le Champion! I never thought, I never, ever, ever, ever thought that Chris Jericho would be my favorite wrestler in, like, even when Chris Jericho was great and awesome, he wasn't my favorite wrestler. This year, the the stuff that he's done in AEW has proved me wrong. He is just a a questionable, uh, borderline uh, uh, depressing views seems to be outside of the ring. But in that two hours of AEW Dynamite, he's Le Champion, baby. He's the best on commentary, in the ring, backstage, with MJF in the segment. Chris Jericho, number one for me. My list goes as follows. Honorable mention. Jericho for changing and always evolving. And despite kayfabe, Chris being kind of insufferable, his contribution (laughs) to the entire business, as well as his charge, uh, which is obvious to showcase the younger talent of AEW. uh, I don't think it can be ignored. I I hate that, uh, that he played uh, that, that super spreader event in South Dakota. I hate that Fozzie was there playing music for all those motorcyclists spreading germs. I hate Fozzie. I hate Fozzie. I love the Judas song, though. I don't like that he's donated money to Trump. I don't like that. Uh, but inside the business, you're number one. My, my not number one, but on the list. Other people I have on my list. Tommaso Ciampa. Okay. Always and forever. I didn't watch any of his matches this year, but he's on the list. Uh, Sami Zayn is my promo champion of the year, based yeah. on all the promos that I watch of his. Again, I don't watch him wrestle. But his post-match stuff uh, on .com and, and Twitter's is great. I wish he could talk like that on a show on cable. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, MJF is my uh, number two here because I, I love what he's doing. And the number one is someone you mentioned already. One orange. Whoa! What? He has had an amazing year. I knew vaguely about him going in. I said, Mike, this Orange Cassidy guy, I think is cool. And then we got proved right. He is cool. I've been I've loving watching his character grow on TV from just a gimmick to an actual fucking full-fledged three-dimensional person. Um, I like that he got a victory over Jericho. I love the Mimosa match. because He got two. And it was good. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, and I think what we talked about earlier, once he peels away from best friends in any form or fashion, it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty cool. And uh, whenever he heal turns, it's going to be interesting because I think he will do something weird with it. But I hope it doesn't happen for like five years. Be a great heel. Be a great heel. He should be wearing heel. black. Yeah. You just same clothes but black. <laughs> and yes. then he cares too much. That would be good. He cares oh, too that would be much. so good. He's just like emotional. He's a wreck. <laughs> it's like Darby Allen. Okay, so that's my favorite wrestler. Now we're on to our last category, everyone. <laughs> it is the biggest. Keep that drum roll going. It is the <laughs> best, the most important in in, in, the, in the the cake of Tope Suicida. It is the main ingredient. This is Mike and Bo's twenty. 20 biggest shit house. I got a lot here. Yeah. Uh, uh, no order. Um, so let's just do one after another. How many okay. do you have? I have five. I have seven. Three of them are a joke. So good. You can start. <laughs> you want me to start? Yeah, because it'll, it'll, okay. I think it'll go better. Honorable mentions. Powerhouse Hobbs, just a blue chipper, just a blue chip shit house. And I feel like it's very possible that in 2021, he's going to win this category. Interesting. All right. Well, then I don't have a list again. I just have one my first year. Uh, Cody versus Dustin. You know, I know it happened in 2019, but you watched it this year. Wait, the match? Yeah. The bloody match, Cody versus Dustin. We watched it this year. It happened in 2019, but you didn't know about it. Does it count? Is it disqualified? Because I think it counts. Yeah, I think okay, we go. can count it. I think we can count it because it was such a shit house match that 2020 is uh, it, it like absorbed it. It transcends it. It transcends years because it's so good. I also have Tomohiro Ishii on my list. Just, just Ishii. Just no neck Ishii is just on your list. Ishii's <laughs> on my list. Yeah, because he because he's on my list. He's gonna be on my list every year for the rest of his life because <laughs> yeah. he is he is shit house. He's the embodiment of shit. He's the embodiment of shit house. He's the yep. template. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> he has no neck. He's just a barrel body. He's so yeah. scary. He yeah. could kill me. Yeah, I love him. I love him so much. I have uh the dinner debonair. <laughs> fucking shit house, I think. Super shit house, yeah. All right, definitely. And you? I have Jeff Cobb. Ooh, Montanza. The existence of Jeff Cobb is super, <laughs> super shit house. I love that one free agent match we got. Was he in a tag or did he wrestle Pack? What happened there? I forget. Beginning of this year. Yeah, didn't he just come in? He came in as as Jericho's quote hot, like hired assassin and yeah. he and he beat the shit out of moxley That's and then and for one night and then left it's cool so. it's super cool <laughs> it's super cool yeah i have best friends versus proud and powerful in the parking lot brawl yeah very shit house you brought that up at the very beginning of this and i just i held on to it because i thought it was just a huge shit house thing and also you mentioned orange coming out of the trunk very yeah. shit house super super shit house um okay i have two left number Perfect. two is um the the man who is 
gonna be AEW world champion. We just have to figure out a few things. <laughs> His name is Lance Archer. <laughs> what do we gotta figure out, Mike? <sighs> we gotta figure out the we gotta figure out the Jesus thing. Okay. That's gotta get figured out. We gotta figure out the everybody dies music. Mm-hmm. Which is more for a um fourteen year old dude yeah. that boy that hates his his stepdad. Yeah, yeah. But okay. do we gotta figure out those red pants? No, I think the red pants are okay. I think that right. maybe the 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 murder hawk mullet braid being blonde needs to get figured out. I don't feel like that's right. I feel like it needs to be something. <laughs> Something else. Um, you know what, actually? Everybody we, does. I think we do need to figure out the red pants now, though, that you mentioned. Yeah, I think. <laughs> They're really figure, bright, actually, those yeah, pants. You yeah, think I think it. we figure them out. And they, they've got a real, like. Um, Professional yeah, Like look? an emo Sergeant Peppers kind of a feel to them. And I, I just, I, I think that, uh, yeah. There's a couple things. There's a couple things we got to figure out. But. Uh, he is the, the, the stuff that he did in new Japan, um, where he would beat up all of the young lions on his way to the ring. Uh, it was just, yeah, he's super shit house. And, uh, I, I hope that they don't waste him. I think maybe knock on wood when more audiences get back and there's more people on staff that are back there that he can start tossing around like when he comes to the ring. Yeah. Maybe we'll get more. Who knows? But I agree. He needs, yeah, there's some work needs to be done. Um, uh, Stadium Stampede for constantly surprising me during the entire match. But that final Sammy bump Eh. was extremely shithouse. Yeah, very shithouse. Very, very shithouse. Put him in the ground. What's your final (laughs) one? Because my last three are all together. Ooh, okay. Uh, Number one for me, the biggest shithouse of 2020 was somebody I didn't really even watch wrestle, but I believe that he won the NWA National Championship. Uh, And he's back in wrestling, and this is our first uh, year-end awards, and I like it has to go to him for me. It has to. It's Trevor Murdoch. Number one. Trevor Trevor Murdoch, man. Show me a bigger shithouse in wrestling than Trevor Murdoch, and I want to call you a liar. Bobby Hill as a grown-up himself. There, there you go. There he is. All right, what's yours? Mine, uh, final three all tied together. Uh, Rey Mysterio getting thrown off Titan Towers during Money in the Bank. What? <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, Money in the Bank. Remember, it was started at the beginning at the bottom of the Stanford Titan Towers office, and it went all the way up to the roof, right? Okay, yeah, right. And, yeah, and yeah. one second, Otis or someone uh, threw him over a bush, which was intended to be the side of the building. And you just heard him go, ah! <laughs> and then he was on, out of the match. Because <laughs> he was dead? He fell yeah, to he got his thrown death? Up. He got thrown up 40 floors or whatever. Yeah, he's dead. <laughs> uh, next is Ray Mysterio getting his eye poked out by <laughs> Seth Rollins. God damn it. What the fuck, Bo? <laughs> and then the last one is Ray Mysterio and his youngest daughter, 19, in a weird romance angle with Buddy Murphy, who is 32 and a great wrestler and should only be wrestling in matches, not in a dating thing with Mysterio's daughter. We- <laughs> Wait, that's number one? That's your biggest shit house of the year? No, there's no order. <laughs> it's just, what is Fitz doing with Ray? <laughs> He's actively <laughs> hating him. 
oh, let's put your daughter in a story. Uh, my daughter's 19. Oh, buddy's 30. It'll be fine. It'll, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. That's fine. <laughs> no, my biggest shithouse uh, was, I think, um, the best friends, Proud Powerful. I, I love that match. Uh, Stadium Stampede. It's hard. It's hard to pick one. I don't think I have a top one. Mm. But uh, although shithouse, and honestly, if you just bullet by itself, Rey Mysterio getting thrown off Titan Towers during yeah. Money in the Bank. Yeah. That's my most shithouse thing of 2020. <laughs> that's pretty good. Because he got thrown off a building. <laughs> <sighs> oh, there we go. Uh, those are the 2020 year end awards. It's been uh, quite a year for Tope Suicida, uh, allegedly. We're yeah. only just beginning. Yeah. That's, that's true. That's not alleged. Uh, what do we got coming up? What, are, what, let's make a, a charge. What do we got in 2021? I'll do mine. I want to watch more wrestling. Oh, like, it's, so like we're doing like, like re- other you know, stuff. some like resolutions here. Yeah. Like I want to watch more wrestling, uh, uh, and take it all in from all angles to okay. be a better, uh, 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 podcast talk about it guy. Yeah. <laughs> host, yeah. I think it's the word. That's a good idea. It would be good if you started watching wrestling. Um, my <laughs> more was the key word <laughs> and not, and not, um, YouTube sketches featuring wrestlers. Uh, my resolution for 2021 is to make a wrestler right now afraid of me so are you trying are you like do you want to make hammerstone afraid of you or maybe cheeseburger from no, well, ring of honor yeah we think we have to start we we can't start with hammerstone because hammerstone's like 260 pounds and just like like a monster when i say cheeseburger do you know which wrestler i'm talking about no idea who that is well it's a cheeseburger okay I'll send you a photo. No, I think i'm gonna target someone who is like a chikara <laughs> mainstay can we not phrase it that way? <laughs> Tar- to target someone? Yes. Really? Target someone. <laughs> yeah. So definitely make want to make a wrestler afraid of me. I I want to uh, in summer 2021. I want to take my shirt off. Yeah. I want to take my shirt off and like let everybody drink it in. You know. See, I think that's a, that's a good thing for for me in 2021 as well. Because even with muscles, I'm not comfortable taking my shirt off. Because yeah. of the, the back knee we've talked about yeah. that happened yeah. and the scars that I have now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the weird back hair that grows in like one patch of scars, but not yeah. the other side. It's Very okay, strange. man. We'll get you. We'll get an appointment at the salon when the vaccine I think just in. a real good, crisp, fake tan will take care of it. <laughs> just burn it all off, you know? Nice. Not the hair, but the scars. Yeah. No, we're going to the... We're not, we're not doing the fake tan, though. We're going to the beds. Me and you. Going to the we beds. We live in Portland, like... The tanning beds. That's what I meant with fake tan. Oh, okay. okay. No, that's, see, that's, not, that's, that's still that's still UV light giving your you're skin right, cancer. Right. That's but fake tan is like a spray tan. And that's what we that's what we want to advocate here in 2021 is uh, skin cancer is really what we're pushing for. Yeah. Uh, here in the new year, everyone, what are you pushing for? Let us know. Topesuicidapod at gmail.com. You can even you heard this earlier in the show, but you made it this far the end of the year and that means we want to hear from you so please toby suicida pod facebook instagram twitter all of it that's our name talk to us please download the show share it review it 
what else do you want to uh, uh, rate it? It's the same thing as reviewing. But also, talk to us, Mike from TV on Twitter, Mike from Television on Instagram, Bo Rosser everywhere. Um, and the, I think the only, the last thing that there really is, is to ask you, Mike, for the final time in 2020, what is wrestling? Wrestling is change. Wrestling is surprise. Wrestling is intrigue. Wrestling is victory following setback after setback after setback. Victory is overcoming adversity and wrestling is overcoming adversity. That is what we cherish most about being victorious is when we have things in our path that we overcome. For me, 2020 has been probably the first time in my life where I've been able to actually face adversity and not acquiesce. Not like immediately acquiesce and just go, oh yeah, well, I guess that makes sense because you're a piece of shit. It's really different for me in 2020 and it's like a pro wrestling comeback where a babyface just takes a beating for such a long time. You're positive. There's no way he'll ever be able to come back. But then somehow he finds the momentum and starts to build a run and come back and win the match. That's what 2020 feels like to me, not just for me, but for the wrestling community. And maybe if we're lucky for the United States, we can start moving toward a different direction than the one that we've been mired in in these last four years. That's wrestling to me right now, Bo. What's wrestling to you? I'm often charged at the end of these to tell you what wrestling is to me. Uh-huh. And I found that most times I try to do something funny. It usually fails. But this time I think I want to be sincere. So, Mike, wrestling is that cold shower <laughs> that you take when you're having a hard, stressful 2020. <laughs> and more often than not in this year, you have crumbled and cried. Two days ago, I cried on the toilet taking a shit. It wasn't about the shit. It was just about 2020. I cried. <laughs> then I used my bidet to clean up and got immediately in the shower and finished the cry. But then you realize that, hey, there's, there's more than one nozzle in the shower. There's a warm nozzle. So you twist it, turn off the cold, and now you're just in there with a beer Warm shower? Not throwing up this time. <laughs> I was gonna ask. No, you're clean, baby. You, you drain out that drain, and there's no throw up in you because you ate, you didn't eat a sausage bacon, pineapple bacon sausage. You had a salad that was smart. But you ruined the salad with the beer. But you're in the shower. It's warm. You got your beer. You're sitting down. You notice a bit of mold. You got to clean that out soon, I guess. Just in the corner. You know, it's you don't wear glasses in the shower. You don't see it unless you're down there, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then the warm water runs out and you realize you got to get out now and, and, and seize the day. And that day is 2021. And we're coming for you, baby. That's wrestling. Ooh, look out 2021, baby. <laughs> we're coming for you, kid. God, that line runs stings. So fucking sexy. I loved it. Not sexual. Stop saying it. <laughs> God damn it. No, that's not how we're going to end the fucking show. But that's I not how we're going to end the last so show bad. in 2020. We're not going to end it with you saying it's fucking sexy.
Tope Suicida, What Wrestling Can Be, is a knit comedy co-op production and edited by Mike Whitman and Bo Baxter-Rosser. Thanks for listening. <laughs>